Uh, there are a couple of indie games that are coming out for the PS5 that was in the PS5 showcase. Like Ace I know, Attorney. Fuck off. <laughs> so I, I feel like for this show, I feel like the three memes that's going to get mentioned almost every episode is going to be Mass Effect, Ace Attorney, and Diablo Immortal. Is that what we're doing? Because I'm here for it. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Okay. I mean, at this point. Uh, okay. Hello, hello. Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 47. I'm your host, Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, you're having an incredible day. Whatever day you're coming across this podcast episode, or perhaps you're watching it over at our YouTube channel, Sparky3, make sure to give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. We greatly appreciate that. Um, so, we got some uh, pretty interesting stuff to talk about here today. There was a, a recent uh, leak involving a potential PS5 title, which could give us some clarity for how... Sony's lineup could potentially look this fall, so that's always exciting. We got some uh, got some very awesome news to talk about in terms of Metroid. Metroid got a big W here this past week, and uh, some interesting stuff going on with EA, uh, which is approaching their EA Play next month in July, and as well as some other stuff to just talk about here, brief here and there. And to talk about all of that with me, I have Zach here in the studio. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Ready for another one. I am very actually. I'm not really surprised by the Metroid stuff. I mean been forever since the series got anything true so it's honestly not real surprising the fan base came out of nowhere yeah well i mean i i I definitely would i definitely would say a lot of this is a lot of uh new players wanting to check it out for the first time so that's always a good thing to see but uh looking forward to breaking that down here in a little bit uh first little tidbit for you guys uh we are going to go on a break next week uh lighthearted gamers episode 48 will now come out on july 13th with that said hopefully you guys have a wonderful uh fourth of july stay safe have a good time um yeah we're just going to go ahead and take a break uh he's got some work stuff he wants to take care of i got some home stuff i got to take care of and uh we'll, we'll be back stronger than ever on the 13th so make sure to keep an eye out for that uh just also go you can go follow us at twitter at lh gamers podcast and we'll have updates there as well uh make sure to also go check out my other podcast animan plus you can follow us at twitter at animan podcast and uh lastly if you want to support us further, the patreon is a great way to do so don't feel obligated but if you want to we would greatly appreciate that but just listen to the show is enough for us be a friend tell a friend share the show help it continue to grow um, all right, so with that, let's jump into some quick news here today. So shout out that uh, Sonic had its 30th anniversary the other day, as well as the N64 had its birthday the other day as well, both being on the 23rd, which is actually my birthday. Uh, shout out to that. Uh, it's, it's such a great honor to share a birthday with Sonic the Hedgehog, who's had such amazing games in the past, like Sonic Forces, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, and most importantly, Sonic 06. And if you want to find him, you can add him at Alex Light Twenty Three. That is true. All just such amazing titles. Love them all so much. Such a great game character, great franchise. I will say the movie is is phenomenal. I'm gonna continue to die on that. I did see that the uh, the second movie finished uh, finished uh, filming. Oh, that's right. It is getting a sequel. I forgot about that. Hell yeah, it's getting a sequel, and it's gonna be the best movie of 2022. Book it. It's gonna be great. But also shout out to the fact that uh, G Fuel is keeping the Sonic Chili Dog flavor. Uh, uh, that is a, that is still a real thing. It's shipping out next month. I was about to ask because I remember you ordered yep. some. I was going to ask if it's like a standing flavor or if it's just this special order. Uh, it's this is the only time I think they're ever going to sell it. You know, so I am on the I am on the pre order list. I'm not looking forward to drinking it. I'm getting it for the memes, 
And I am getting it for the Sanic Shaker, which, by the way, the G Fuel also post up someone actually holding the Sanic Shaker. This is all real. This is happening, ladies and gentlemen. And also, they uh, they also have some more Sonic flavors on the way, which is cool. There's a new one going to be announced in August, and there's a, there's another flavor coming out uh, next year ba- that will be based on another popular character, probably just Shadow. I don't know. Well, unlikely. It'll either be Shadow, or it'll probably just be like Tails to help kind of co in, you know, you know, bring into the fact that Tails is going to be in the second movie. Eggman. Maybe. Eggman. Well, you know, on the tease for it, they did have Tails, Knuckles, Shadow, and Eggman. So yes. So who knows? Who knows? But yeah, G Fuel and Sonic still keeping their partnership going. I'm look, you know, that chili dog flavor. I'm gonna obviously, I'm gonna drink it once. I'm gonna hate every every second of it. Watch it become the absolute most best flavor they've ever made. Man, that would be very heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the meme, okay? And, and like, I already know this is gonna be shit because I'm one of those people that's tried some of those like you know disgusting sodas in the past, right? You know, we had we there was a candy shop up at uh, you know a place near us, right? And they had like all these weird ass sodas. Oh yeah, they did. Don't yeah, they? like bacon soda, yeah, buffalo wing soda, ranch soda, sweet corn soda. I've tried all this shit. It's terrible. So I know this chili dog thing is gonna probably make me throw up. But this is what I do for the memes, and this is what I do for the G Fuel tier list video that's on its way. So that's going straight to its own special tier. But anyway, uh, and to finish up some Sonic talk here, uh, Minecraft and Sonic, they are teaming up for Sonic 30th with full levels and official skins. I, I saw the trailer for this. It actually looked pretty legit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I actually kind of want to check it out. I'm sort of curious why, of all their team-ups, why does Sonic get multiple levels? I, I, that, I don't know. I really don't. I couldn't tell you other than just like, you know, it is an iconic character, yeah. you know, and other than that, I really couldn't tell you. But I mean, you're right. They have done other team ups, and Sonic, like it, they're getting like multiple levels, and it looked a lot of fun. Did you actually get to check out the trailer or anything? Oh, no. It it actually looked a lot of fun. When you get a chance, check it out. It, it you know check out the trailer. It did actually look really cool. Um, so keep, be on the lookout for that if you are a Sonic fan and you enjoy Minecraft. Definitely check that out because it looks it looks really really cool. Um, quick little tidbit here for you. Uh, Doom next gen patch is coming out on Tuesday, the day this episode comes out. So if you haven't picked up Doom in a while and you have a PS5 or an Xbox Series, you know the patch is out. So make sure to check that out. We did also get an official release month for the Demon Slayer game that's going to be coming out in October. Woo. No release date, but it is set for October. That should focus on um, the entire first season as well as the movie, from what I've seen. It is actually up on PlayStation Store, and I looked at it the other day. If I'm remembering correctly, it said October. October 20th of some sort. I'm trying to okay. remember. Okay. All I saw was October. So, yeah, in the 20s, that, that sounds about right. I think it said it was October 22nd. Yeah. Uh, and random, really random, but uh, I, I was, when after I saw that news, I was just looking at a couple things, and I was looking at some sales on, on Steam and everything. And uh, you know a game that I completely forgot came out, but I wanted to play it horribly? What? The fairy tale game. I for completely forgot that came out. I thought it wasn't that great. John really enjoyed it, actually. I was pretty sure John was in the minority on that. Yeah, one. yeah. No, I completely forgot that was even a game, and I'm just, and but it, the sad part is it's still like at full price, and I'm like, yep. Well, maybe I'll play this sooner or later when it goes on sale. I mean, you're more likely to see it on sale in the PlayStation Store than Steam ever. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But yeah, just random shout out to that. Did you remember that there was a fairy tale game? listening because i sure didn't i don't know 
Um, um, so next little tidbit that I did think was kind of interesting is, uh, Timmy studio, which, you know, if you know, you know, if you know of Timmy at all, they've done, um, a lot of popular mobile games, right? You know, they, they, they run uh, call of duty mobile. They run, uh, arena valor. Um, there, there was like two or three other, like pretty big mobile games. They run, they have formed a new studio in Seattle and the plan is to create a new triple a live service FPS game. So just a little, little, just be on the watch out for that for here in the future. I uh, just want to go ahead and plug that news now since it has been announced. But I am very interested to see what that could potentially be. And I will say, based on their their history with doing live service mobile games, I, I think I think it has I think it does have actually have a lot of potential. So when we say AAA, do we mean like it's actually going to be on console or PC? No, this is coming to console and PC. Yes, okay. this is not going to be for mobile. Okay, I was curious because like. If they're going to make a AAA mobile, this is going to be interesting. It will be interesting. I mean, the only kind of AAA mobile we have coming out is going to be like Diablo Immortal. That, that's, that's, that's setting the bar really high there in terms of, of great mobile games. Um, but, that, yeah, it is going to, they did, someone did actually ask that question on their Twitter. It's like, hey, is this going to be coming to mobile or some point? They did say, I believe they said, no, it's not. This is console and PC okay. type of vibe. So I am kind of curious to see what they're, what they're going to put out there that could potentially compete with some of the other notable you know, FPS games that we currently have in the industry so i'm looking forward to seeing that and you know speaking of uh timmy they are the ones that are doing pokemon unite of course and uh the the beta was out this uh these past few days and mm-hmm. i've got a chance to watch some some gameplay across the board and uh man i gotta say you know again it is like you know quote baby's first moba mm-hmm. it is but i mean i gotta say the gameplay actually looks like a lot of fun this is a game that i am really excited to try sometime next month i was watching uh i was watching one streamer i won't name which one and uh you know this is their first time playing a MOBA and uh, they, they went into the enemy team his team like, there was a couple members right there beside yes. him and he went into his enemy team as a damage character got wrecked by all five of course <laughs> and he's just like oh man I got dropped so fast where was the team and the first thing I thought of was our friend Jimmy who's been here on the show because Jimmy that's exactly how he would play like I cannot confirm for league myself I have heard from people that play league with him he's the same way in league but from playing Heroes of the Storm with him that is Jimmy to a T Jimmy goes into a big team fight by himself like, you know, when he's definitely not the person that should initiate the fight, mind you, like he's the healer, for example, and he's going in like initiating the fight, gets dropped immediately. He's like, oh, come on, guys, where was the team? It's like, Jimmy, dude, you got to stop this, man. <laughs> but uh, no, Pokemon Unite does look like a lot of fun uh, that I'm, I am looking forward to checking that out. Uh, what I'm also really, really excited to check out, which is really weird for me to say, because I have not been excited for this in literally years. Uh, Madden 22. So we did have the, you know, we started to have the breakdown of what's to come for franchises. So they've kicked off this whole release schedule up till the game release. Um, they did break down the what to see out of franchise. Franchise mm-hmm. has gotten a complete overhaul. They're adding things in like staff points, uh, which goes into a skill tree to give you like more of like an RPG type of element. So you can build up your coaches to your play style. And with that said, for the first time since I'm not shitting you, Madden 08, I'm pretty sure was the last one. They're actually having coordinators again. So you actually have a coaching staff that you can hire, not like not like IRL where you have multiple positions, but you can hire the offensive and defensive coordinator. You can hire player personnel as well. Um, you know, some other tidbits that I did see is that there is the chance for former players that are now retired in your franchise to potentially be a coach. 
which is exactly how it was in Madden 08 back in the day. I had a pretty stacked lineup at, at one point where I had like Ray Lewis as a coach, Randy Moss as a coach, Brian Erlacher as a coach, which that was, that was pretty dope. Good times. So that's cool to see. Um, I will say in the only disappointment I had with this and let, and granted we have like 40 something days to the game release. So they could change this obviously is it disappoints me. They didn't go the extra mile to actually put in the real coordinators. They're just fill-ins. So you have your the real head coach of every mm-hmm. team. Yeah, I saw some and of those. Then, yeah, uh, and then fill in images of <laughs> some yes. of the head coaches. I mean, I'm not a big Madden fan. Um, I'm assuming based on how you just having a being able to choose the coaching staff is a big deal. I guess I don't know. It just adds extra like depth to Flavor. the franchise. You know, it, yes, uh, but it just adds like extra feel to the franchise of where, like you're really in control of, of of everything going on. You can now do interviews, which again that's that's a thing they used to have. They have more. They have like new locker room interactions with your players and stuff. You know, they're they're trying to make it more into like an RPG type of feel, which is a good thing. Cause, I mean, some of, like one of the most notable football games in history is NFL two K two K five, which was like the last two K game, and that one had this had these type of RPG elements in it as well. Um, I don't know why, but when you said that, I went NFL Blitz. NFL Blitz was fun. <laughs> NFL Blitz was a lot of fun. Yes. I mean. So all this coaching stuff, how did you feel about them showing off the uh, scouting feature? That I really enjoyed as well. Scouting is something that has desperately needed an overhaul, and I like what they did with the scouting. So with the scouting, as it's been, is you have your entire board, and you just go through, you just click three times, get the full rating. It's not really difficult. It's not hard to find gems or anything. Uh, it's It's been a pretty much copy-paste model to find good players. Um, but now it's set up where for scouting, you can have your scouts look at different portions of the country, and that's where your scouts are going to focus at different times. Uh, they're revamping the entire um, college player formula where all, you know, which it already does this now, but barely. Where now it's just like you'll have like maybe one or two players kind of, you know, maybe like up to five players kind of move up and down the board all season long. Mm-hmm. Now they're revamping it where players will pretty much be consistently moving up through the, the, the big board for depending on how they're doing in their makeshift college season that you don't yeah. get to see, which is that's obviously more realistic. And another little tidbit that I thought was kind of cool was they actually implement, you know, brought in a mock draft feature where mm-hmm. you can actually see what experts are predicting all teams to draft. And uh, with that said, they are going to be revamping um, CPUs when it comes to drafting and trading, which is a good thing because trades have been a joke, an absolute joke for years. You can get like the best players for the simple, simplest things possible, right? It's it's absolutely just a massive joke, and so is drafting. You know, drafting, like, um, you know, th- there's there's been some realism about it, but like I've seen cases where a team with like a, like a young star quarterback, like let's say let's say Seattle Seahawks, right? They have Russell Wilson. You know, he's not that old in the game, like seven, eight-year pro, not right. like 96, 97 overall player. Uh, they happen to maybe have a bad year. They'll go like – they'll have the eighth overall pick, and they'll draft a quarterback. They'll draft a quarterback, <laughs> and he'll never play. And it just makes no sense. It makes zero sense. You know, they'll end up releasing that quarterback before I've, – I've seen them just release him after his four-year rookie deal. Like, it, 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 that sort of stuff is what is is what's stupid. And Madden players know my frustration with that because the franchise has just been a joke for, like, multiple seasons now. So, I mean, everything that they did with it looks phenomenal for me. I'm pumped up for it, uh, especially since 
I feel like the Bears are probably in the best place they've been in in a long time, so I'm really excited to play with that team. But, uh, I mean, I'm glad they've made all these changes. Now, the only thing that I fear is that they make all these great strides, all these great changes, and then for Madden 23, they just copy-paste, and they don't add anything new. They don't continue to grow. You know what I mean? Because then we're back to square one that we were like five, six years ago yeah. where they made some changes, but then it's been the same shit for five or six years. And they focus on other aspects of the game. You know that that's that's what I'm that's what I'm afraid of is that we'll have this copy paste formula now, which it looks fun and that'll be great and all, but like let's continue to improve. Well, I mean, this is just one mode, the franchise mode, and everything, and everything from what they were saying in that video is going to be live updated, so yeah. it's going to be continually updated, saying they were going to add more locker events and yeah, more scenarios, scenarios, and yep. everything throughout the entire time the game is live. So maybe they'll. Copy and paste, and maybe they'll actually add a bit more. I guess it depends on uh, Madden fans' reactions and where EA wants to take it because I wouldn't be surprised if they focused more on uh, stick controls again. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. They are going to be continuously updating the uh, the scenarios, which, you know, we had some scenarios uh, last Madden, and they, and they were kind of cool, you know. Like, it, it wasn't anything great. It was like in it, while you were at your hub, you would have, like, a player reach out to you uh, like, I, you know, I know a notable one is uh, after so many years, obviously, Khalil Mack for the Bears, you know, he was getting to the point where his player would retire. So I had like Roquan Smith call up, call me up like, hey, man, we're in the playoffs. We, you know, Khalil's been telling me he may retire after this. We got to get that Super Bowl. So we had stuff like that happen mm-hmm. in the last bad, which that that's cool. You know, that, that gives you an indication. Oh, I guess, yeah, I should probably win the Super Bowl. Want Khalil to go out with one. Um so, but them going to be continuously adding more scenarios like that. I mean, it's just a good thing. I, I'm overly pleased with everything they showed, but again, I just hope, I hope it's just not going to stay the same going Become forward. Cookie like, cutter. Exactly. Let's let's keep improving. Let's not just make one great step and leave it at that. Let's keep improving. Um, uh, hopping over from there, this was this was, <laughs> this was kind of funny. This, is, I mean, I saw this when it was first announced. I went, my God, <laughs> just. <laughs> How much more of a meme can this be? Um, Marvel Avengers, the game, was once again in the news. Once again for a, a terrible reason. So they put out a hot fix not long ago, but this hot fix made a, a pretty colossal fuck up where if you would take a screenshot in the game or go live in the game, whatever, it would put your username right in the middle of the screen and put your IP address right in the middle of the screen. Like... How how the hell does that even happen after an update? Like, I want to know. I need I need to understand how does that even how do, how do how do we get to this point where your IP address is on your damn screen? Well, there would literally have to be a code of some sort that whatever code new code they put in with the update interacts with some of the old code in some form of fashion that nobody was looking at and didn't I guess hot test or anything right and which leads to that more than likely. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I saw this and I went, wow. I mean, and it <laughs> just makes me feel bad because we got more Marvel games coming out by Square Enix. Don't think it's the same team, but I could be wrong. Right. But, I mean, just seeing this, I hope Guardians will be good. I do too. But in retrospect with everything that's happening with Avengers, it's just really hurting any chance of people wanting to buy another Marvel games from Square Enix team. And see that that's the perfect way to put it, man, cuz like when I was watching all the stuff uh for Guardians of the Galaxy D3, that was one of my thoughts is like 
I feel like this game could potentially be hurt just from the simple fact that it's made by Square and how horrible the Avengers have been, you know? So I hope, I mean, but, you know, Guardians at least is having a different approach in terms Mm -hmm. that it's a single-player devoted game, narrative-driven, et cetera. Uh, so we have that going for us, not this live service game that may, that people didn't resonate with. But, man, the Avengers, how many more times is it going to be in the news for something stupid? I mean, it's got a DLC, so we can only hope one or two more times. Yeah, I would say. It's just it's just the uh, one of the ongoing jokes of, of the gaming industry right now. Another ongoing joke in the gaming industry right now is Cyberpunk. Uh, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, uh, the li- it has now been obviously returned to the PlayStation shop. It's been gone since... December because they didn't want to continue to do refunds. Speaking of refunds, uh, Microsoft is going to stop refunds on Cyberpunk, I believe, in July. So a little head is up there. Um, But with it coming back to the PlayStation shop, it is literally warned in the listing, do not buy this on a a base PS4. PS4 Pro or PS5. Like, if that's the case, why even put it back in the shop? Like, I mean, I I get it money. But, you know, I get that. I get PlayStation wants to make some cash on it. You know, I don't I don't think I, I would like to believe that CD Projekt Red is not worried about making any more money on it because they already I highly doubt it. They already made profit in one day, yeah. you know, from the game's release. Like they're good. Like they're, they're on. They made profit in the same way Genshin Impact made profit in basically a day yeah. where everything after that is just smooth sailing. So, I mean, like if that's going to be the case, like why even put it back up? I mean, if you're going to literally, you know, war- put a flat out warning to not you know buy it if you have a base ps4 and it just goes back to the point that i've i've said before this game for the base ps4 and the xbox one the base versions they will never be good they will they will reach a point where it's playable but that's it but even with the base ps4 they still warn that there's more hot fixes coming and you're still going to get a pretty rough time so it, it still comes back to the point man this game should have never come out like it should have just been delayed. I mean, the next gen, uh, the next gen versions coming out this fall. Okay, at least unless it's unless it's going to get delayed, they should have just delayed another year. I know it's been delayed a hundred times, but dude, they should have just delayed it to this fall and made it new next generation only. Like this is ridiculous at this point. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah, with this game and everything, I sort of understand why they put it on because there's probably definitely been at least a small group or maybe a medium sized group of people saying, "Hey, can we get this back or whatnot?" Right, and everything, but. I mean, it was bound to happen. Yeah. It's unfortunate to happen in such a game with so much hype and from a developer that is well-known and stuff. Yep. So, I mean, it was bound to happen during our transition from uh, next-gen consoles, especially with this next-gen consoles where we've had this hiccup of not having supplies. Mm -hmm. Because any previous next-gen we've had just straight supplies, and it was just a pretty easy transition with a few of the initial hiccups of soft uh, hardware malfunctions and stuff like that but this is the first one where we've had major not able to acquire right so it's sort of forcing it for people to actually fully enjoy to go to that um previous gen because we've seen that change for quibble games now who are now Mm -hmm. suddenly who are initially just next gen that are previous gen now and i mean i agree with you would have cyberpunk done a lot better if it was just next gen more than likely but we have what we have it's been a crab shoot yes and everything it can be and hopefully it, this time next year we'll be past all that and it'll just be as you said it'll be runnable exactly and you know one question that I, I i had involving this with the next generation update whatever is that by the time this finally comes out 
who's going to even give a shit to go back and, and play it again? Like, is our, our, I'm curious how much of an actual spike in players you'll see, you know, come when the next gen patches come out. You know, that that's something I am very curious to see. Because, I mean, the unfortunate part about this whole thing is that this is not a bad game. No, it's very good. It's a f- very good game in terms of just the characters you get to interact with, the world itself. Like, obviously, like the the rate, the review that I gave it is that take out all the problems, it's like a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah. And the only reason I give it an 8 out of 10 is because, at least for the versions that we have, they don't feel like... They don't feel revolutionary to the RPG genre like Cyberpunk was made out to be. Yeah. You know, they they just don't, but they're great games. But once you add in all the bugs and shit, I mean, it's like a shit, I'll give it like a 3 or t- 4 out of 10. I was supposed <laughs> to say, I mean, it's CD Projekt Red, so they made a very yes. solid game and everything. And for anyone who happens to not know, CD Projekt Red is most famously known for the Witcher series. Yep. Um I mean, so they made a very solid game. It's just unfortunate that whatever test and whatnot they did before release couldn't catch nearly as many bugs as it needed to because even with the next year when it came out, as most people know, had tons of bugs. And then we had the infamousness of on previous-gen consoles of just yep. absolutely not working for most people. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll continue to watch the situation. Between that, Marvel's Avengers, and just a couple of random things, man, the jokes that we have going on in the gaming industry just uh, keeps on going. Um, so we did have recently Phil Spencer did an interview on a podcast and uh, there was a couple of interesting things he, he mentioned on this podcast. The first thing that he did mention is that he teased the possibility of Microsoft bringing back uh, killer instinct, Woo. uh, which I figured you would, you would be happy about that one. Um, you know, he, he talked a lot about it where, you know, he mentioned that him and Xbox studios head have mentioned killer instinct on multiple occasions. Like this is something that, that has definitely been talked about, mm-hmm. but it's just finding the right team, finding the right, uh, the right minds behind it to get the game to where they want it to be. You know, especially since uh, with the lat with the killer instinct that we had on Xbox One, uh, there I, I believe at launch was one studio, and yes. then another studio kind of managed it on from there. Was I believe is what it was, and both those studios are I believe now very preoccupied or owned by someone else mm-hmm. and doing their own things. Uh, one little tidbit that I saw someone come across is uh, with all these reports that we've had when it comes to. Warner Discovery and everything happening there with AT and T, um, you know, selling them off. Yeah, and you know we've we've seen all the reports that uh, these different game studios under Warner Brothers may get split up. What, how would you feel if Microsoft swooped in and bought NetherRealm and brought NetherRealm over to their under their umbrella and ha- maybe gave them a shot at Killer Instinct? I mean, that could be very good because yeah. NetherRealm has made solid uh, fighting games with Mortal Kombat. I feel like it would be a slightly different uh, mindset, though, because Killer Instinct is much more, I guess, technical. I don't know. I've Killer Instinct is one of the few fighting games I really I enjoy, but I am very below par on it. Mm-hmm. I could never get Killer Instinct's uh, technical button pushes and everything one correctly versus. Mortal Kombat's much more flashier combo in the specials. Right, right. So, do I think it would be good? Quite possibly. Uh, but it is would definitely be a different mindset versus Mortal Kombat to do another Killer Instinct game. And Killer Instinct does have, just like most fighting games, a very solid fan base. True, true. So, the, the fan base would probably be very uh, critical of it. 
every day. That is very true. Um, you know, but you know, with Phil Spencer talking about it to the extent that he is, I, I kind of want to just go ahead and put money on it that we'll see one here at some point. Cause I mean, he made it very clear that it is something that they are looking at pretty consistently out of all their, the titles under their umbrella. It's one that continues to get brought up into conversation. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely expect one at some point down the line, but again, it's going to come down to the right studio and who's going to get behind it. The other thing that he talked about was obviously halo. Um, you know, cause with E3, we got no release date. We just got holiday 2021, which put people in a perspective of even Xbox isn't sure. It's coming out this fall. That's how people interpreted that, right? They thought it could still be delayed. Uh, Phil Spencer, uh, he does claim the release window they feel very comfortable about. Uh, they feel comfortable about the the holiday release. Um, it, he said that it's basically just narrowed down to a few weeks. Honestly, all this is, in my opinion, uh, is they're probably just waiting to find out when Call of Duty comes out. I was about to say, that yep. would be my guess at this point is what other big name games are coming out around that holiday season get a nice little uh, cushion in between so yep. sales don't kill each other. Yeah, because uh, Forza is like beginning of November. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank. It's a, it's a single digit date, like maybe the 5th or something. Um, so it, pretty much what it's coming down to now is when does Call of Duty come out? Because even though that's not obviously first party, they're still going to make a lot of bank off of it. Yeah. So it's just trying to f- balance everything out between Battlefield, between Forza, Call of Duty and Halo, you know that that's ultimately what it's coming down to. So we should we should get the new Call of Duty reveal. I think sometime in July, if I remember correctly, uh, their Activision is supposed to do an event for it uh, as part of Warzone. I believe is what it was. Uh, in Warzone, we'll get the the reveal of the new game is what I believe it was, and that's why it wasn't E3. They wanted to do their own thing for the reveal. So we should get that here sometime in July and, uh, you know, and pro- get our release date. And I would anticipate maybe a week after that, get the Halo Infinite release date. That'd be, that'd be I think, a pretty safe bet. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, just Halo in general, you know, that's something that I'm really pumped up to play and, you know, aiming to get a new uh, PC this fall and everything. But I do want to give a shout-out because you were talking about earlier the, uh, the hardware mm-hmm. and how difficult it's been to obtain. I did actually see an Xbox Series S at our local Walmart. Um, so that is a good sign that maybe it's starting, you know, we're starting to get these things back into stores, which is something that's been very foreign to us for yep. a long time, including throughout all 2020, just because of the, the pandemic, people were buying switches, especially, and this other stuff to keep themselves entertained. But yeah, a series S, I thought that was kind of shocking. I will say if it was a series X, would you have bought it? I probably would have stood in that aisle for probably about 30 minutes to an hour debating. I, I'm not going to lie. See, let me stress. I am not going out of my way for a Series X right now. Like if someone pops up online, oh, you know, it's here. It's on this website. It's in stock. Hurry up and go buy it. I'm not going to jump in there and buy it like I did the PS5. Okay. The goal, because the goal is to buy a new computer this fall. Yeah. But if one happens to fall in my lap at a store, who knows? I may have to pull the trigger. So I'm, I am thankful it wasn't a Series X. I was not ready to drop $500 today. <laughs> so I am thankful it wasn't. I mean, what would you even use it for? Because you don't even use your Xbox now. Uh, I would, that's, that's the thing. If I would have bought it today, I would, it wouldn't be used right now. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If we're going to be completely honest, I, I probably... Would you buy Mass Effect again? Yeah, because the... Well, if it was a Series X, yes. Because the 120 frames on the Series X at 4K... That's pretty. That's pretty mm. cool. I, I'd like to do that, but yeah, I probably would have bought Mass Effect again. Damn it all. Yep, that's what I would have done. Uh, somewhere in the distance, 
John's just laughing right now. <laughs> just like John said, I always find a way to bring Mass Effect yep, into the show. Yep. Yep. Every time, man. Um, so next up, uh, we do have a little uh, tidbit of news from Insomniac Games. You know, they've been basically putting PlayStation on their back throughout PlayStation 5 generation so far. Uh, they do apparently have a new multiplayer game that they are working on based on job listings on their website. So really curious to see what could potentially come out of that. Uh, at this point, it's just like... Ratchet and Clank Racing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Actually, that's the wrong studio, isn't it? No, you're right. Ratchet and Clank's Insomniac. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, you know, I saw some people pitch like, oh, what if they make Spider-Man 2 multiplayer? And I want to stress, I would hate that. I would hate that. Why would you hate that? I man, these the Spider-Man games just feel so much better being the single player experience. But I mean Spider-Verse. I'm good. Single player only, please. But Spider-Verse, man. I'm I'm good. Also, Psychonauts. It's does some no no and Psychonauts is owned that's owned by Microsoft. I don't know what the studio, but that's owned, oh you're right. Yeah, that's owned by Microsoft. Um, but I mean, at, at this point, can can I mean that, yes, they can obviously. But it's just like I see this, and my first thought is this is going to be great. Can Insomniac do wrong? Yes, I, obviously they can. We know this, but I mean, like just re- over the past like couple of years, man, it has been banger after banger after banger. So I. Whatever they're coming out with, all right, look, I'm all in. Let's see what you got. You know, I'm sure it's going to be great. We'll see, though. Um, involving, t- still talking about PlayStation here, uh, It could we, we could have gotten a possible tease for one of the next titles uh, from PlayStation Studios going over to PC. You know, we talked about Uncharted 4 seemed to be one of the next ones lined up. God, God of War is still being consistently talked about as one that could go, but uh, a pretty big one that seems to be going to PC potentially is Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, there was a box art update uh, that we saw online that uh, took away the only from place only for PlayStation part up at the top right corner, which you know obviously same thing happened for Horizon, mm-hmm. same thing happened for a couple the yeah, a couple others like uh, Persona Five, so. Um, yeah, kind of curious to see if Goshima is going to be going to Steam here in the near future. If so, and you guys haven't played Goshima, you haven't had PlayStation, pick up Goshima. It is phenomenal. That's gonna feel weird because with the st- stance changing. It just reminds me of the original Witcher game and having cha- stance change in that when sword play. That's going to feel slightly awkward on PC, I feel like. I could be wrong. Maybe just stick controller and it'll be fine. But playing on keyboard, I feel like that would be awkward. I feel like it would be too. But then again, I suck a keyboard and mouse. So I, that's why it definitely feel awkward to me. Yeah, I, I'm that I'm that scrub that plays like all my PC games with a controller. Let that sink in for a minute. I'm that guy. I, I am not good on keyboard and mouse. I mean, there's a lot of people like that. Do you I know. See how many games have controller support now? Yeah, I know. But uh, I know from I know from uh, just kind of playing online and stuff. Uh, that is something that is roasted quite heavily, especially when you're doing FPS games and stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of people frown upon that and just like calls people scrubs and, and bitches and stuff. That is a normal thing. So, yep, I am one of those people. I cannot play keyboard and mouse to save my life. I have tried on multiple occasions. I have tried to train myself consistently, and it has just never happened. So, like playing Overwatch with my friends on PC, I am using a controller. I mean, you just got to get one of those keyboards that has all the keys missing except for the keys you have to use. And then in your case, use a trackball. I mean, trackballs are easy, Mom. I, you're, you are the only person, I've said this before privately, you are the only person I've ever met to actually actively use a trackball. And I respect that. 
I'm not knocking you. I respect the hell out of that. I literally don't have to move my wrist around. It's literally just fingers. See, I I respect that. I've never met anyone use a trackball mouse. So I respect the hell out of that. Uh, Still talking about Ghost here. All right, so let's talk about a report that recently came out that has me really excited just because of how much I love Ghost of Shima. In my opinion, definite game of the year. Fuck Last of Us 2. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost of Shima. Definitely game of the year last year. I feel like that was how most people took it, but hey. Yeah, I mean, true. Uh, But there was a a leak recently for a Ghost of Ikishima uh, potentially coming out this fall. That was the title. And from the way that this leak is kind of the reports are, is that this game is essentially the same as Spider-Man Miles Morales or Uncharted A Lost Legacy, where it's basically its its own standalone game. It's just shorter. It's not to the full length of what the predecessors are. And I'm here for that just because I love Ghost. I mean, Ghost, I thought, was an incredible game. We know a Ghost of Shishima 2 is it's it's going to happen. I mean, we especially know that just from job listings that we've seen yeah. on Sucker Punch's website. Um, but uh, Ghost of Ikishima possibly coming out this year, you know, that could help give us a little bit more clarity for what is coming out of Sony this year. Cause at this point we still don't know. We know that horizon forbidden West is slated for this year in theory, you know, that, it, you know, that, you know, you know, the Herman, uh, can't remember his last name, but Herman over at gorilla games. He, he says that it's still on slate could change, but still on slate for this fall. But other than that, like what do the, what does Sony have coming out, you know, in terms of their first party? So that, you know, this, you add this, you add, uh, f- um, horizon forbidden West and you're, and you're mm-hmm. starting to build up a pretty good little fall lineup. And then, you know, they're going to of course make a lot of bank from, uh, you know, battlefield call of duty, of course, of course. Uh, there are a couple of indie games that are coming out for the PS five. That was in the PS five showcase. Like Ace I know, attorney, Fuck off. <laughs> so I, I feel like for this show, I feel like the three memes that's going to get mentioned almost every episode is going to be Mass Effect, Ace Attorney, and Diablo Immortal. Is that what we're doing? Because I'm here for it. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Okay. I mean, okay. Let's, Until Ace Attorney comes out and I actually play it, yeah, I'm going to keep saying Ace Attorney. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I know Stray, that game where you play as a cat, which I actually do want to play. Wait, that's a thing? Yeah. It was in the PS5 showcase last year. It's like a futuristic type of like almost like a cyberpunk s game like in terms of world, and you play as a cat. The game is literally called Stray. It's an indie game. So. You know what that makes me think of, right? Huh. Our big boss cat from freaking uh, Eden. Oh. That's all it makes me think is you start as that cat and you become that big, big muscly guy leading your space forces to victory. Oh, that sounds great. I'm here for that. I'm here for that, man. You know, and then, of course, uh, another indie title that we have coming out here soon is um, the uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits mm-hmm. that is coming out in uh, August. Still no idea what that is. I don't know either. Looks beautiful and I plan to play it, especially since it's only 40 bucks. Let's yep. do it. I'm here for it. Uh, and then, of course, Abandon. Question mark. We, we, we still don't Blue know what that is. Yeah, by Blue Box, which uh, I do want to follow up on that. Um, you know, so the reveal was supposed to be on Friday. They pushed it back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they, they pushed back the reveal, and they claim it's because of, like, you know, translations are still being worked on. A couple of things involving, like, the app and the game that they have is still being worked on and stuff. So they, they, they didn't want to put it out without properly showing the product. So it's probably going to come sometime next month. I'm still fully on the board. This is Silent Hill. I don't give a shit that Hassan has now shown his face twice in videos. I don't care. This is a stand-in actor. I am still convinced it's Silent Hill, but we'll see. It's quite possible because, I mean, Hedo Kojima is very well known for doing the weird and crazy things just to pull the wool over people's eyes. Oh, actually, it's not next month. It's August, which uh, once that came out... 
a lot of people then begin to point out another obvious fact. PT was yeah. in August. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yep. That awful game. Yep. Yep. PT came out in August, and now this is now the, the reveal for Abandon is now in August. You know what's funny? PT was, it was literally a demo. Yep. And it's something that you can no longer play unless you have an ancient PS3 or PS4 that still has the demo on it. Um, it single-handedly almost pretty much revived the first-person horror genre, I feel like. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there was other games out there at the time that did it, but it was PT that really caught fire and went made people go, well, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, man, I'm still convinced it's Silent Hill. Uh, we'll see in August. Um, I will say, if it's not Silent Hill and it's actually a game called a well, I know it's not called Abandoned because they did put out the tweet teasing the the title. Uh, but if it's not Silent Hill, I I do hope the game is successful because that I would hate to see the game get tanked just because it's not Silent Hill. You know yeah, what I mean? That would be bad. I I, w- I would feel bad for that. It's you know because if it's actually a situation where this is actually an indie studio with only like 20-esque employees building this game and stuff, I would feel really bad for him if this game just tanked because it's just not what people want. It's not Silent Hill. I would feel so bad for him. But I'm still on the I'm still on the train that it's Silent Hill, but we'll see. I mean, this could go one or two ways. Either it, Well, actually three ways. It's either it is Silent Hill and everyone gets a Silent Hill game they've been wanting it forever. It's not Silent Hill and people tank it because it's not Silent Hill. Or it actually does well because... It's just a good game. Well, just because it got so much uh, looked at because people were theorizing on Silent Hill that people went, sure, why not? Yeah, basically. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like the Sonic movie, right, in, 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 a, in the regard where they had the original model, oh, okay. and it was so bad, and everyone bullied the studio where it, they were just like, okay, we'll change the model. And then once they did, everyone's just like, shit, all right, I guess I got to go see the movie now. I mean, <laughs> thanks, you you listen to us. So I feel like it's kind of like that where it's, if, it, if it's actually not Silent Hill and it's abandoned, it's just like, well, I mean, we did kind of we did kind of fuck you over a little bit by hyping it up so much, so we'll go ahead and play it. You know, we're sorry. We'll play it. Hopefully it'll be like that. We'll see, though. I will say, and I saw, I've seen some people point this out, it is kind of strange that uh, an indie studio making their first big title will just automatically get an app for this game approved by PlayStation. Meanwhile, a lot of their other titles won't get it. You know what I mean? That's, that is kind of strange. I mean, it's odd, but I mean... Which which is why pe- further people think that it could be Silent Hill. But it's, I mean, it's not the oddest thing ever. It's not the oddest thing, but it is strange. It is strange. Yeah, because that, that was going to be one of the focuses of this is not only the reveal of the game, but also the reveal of how the app, you know, plays into the game in terms of, like, the different options you can have and stuff like that. So that, that that's why I wanted to mention that. that, that it is just kind of odd. Uh, but anyway, let's hop back over to the other stuff we've got going on here. Uh, but yeah, Ghost of Ikushima, that's where, that's where we were on this. Look forward to that. Hopefully we'll get to see that here at a PlayStation State of Play here in the next few weeks. Be kind of a bummer if it goes off in the week that we're taking a break. So let's let's hope that's not the case. Either way, we'll follow up on it. No big deal. Uh, let's talk about Metroid a little bit because I thought this was super cool to see. Uh, so obviously we have Metroid Dread coming out in October. Uh, well, after Metroid Dread's reveal... Uh, Metroid Dread became the top of GameStop's uh, pre-order list post-E3 above all these other titles that are are also coming out. Uh, It also became 
basically the number one bestseller on Amazon afterwards. It was ranked at three, but as it always goes on Amazon, there's always going to be gift cards that are going to be above yeah. games. So that's, that's normal. But in terms of a physical game, it was number one. But here's the interesting thing uh, besides that fact, uh, which, it, which first off, it being number one anyway on Amazon and GameStop is already cool on its own with all these other great titles we have coming out. And this also includes people, you know, pre-ordering Metroid Dread, you know, more so over Elden Ring, because Elden Ring pre-order should be live. And I want to say I did yeah. see it on there. But uh, some older Metroid games are also getting some love. On the Wii U, of all things, people are actually pulling out their Wii U, dusting it off, playing the Wii U. On the virtual console, Metroid Zero Mission was number one. Metroid Fusion was number two. And Prime Trilogy was number four for Wii U virtual uh, console charts for sales. Now, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and make it out to be like there's probably a huge market for it. It's a Wii U, let's be yeah. honest. But it's still the fact that it's the Wii U. Someone's pulling out their fucking Wii U out of the First closet. Off, people still ho- are holding on to their Wii U. Secondly, they I do take, too. The second, they're actually taking the time to go find wherever it is and, yeah, just to pick up old Metroid games. Yeah, uh, and then Metroid, uh, and then uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS was also a top seller on Amazon this past week. And again, I know there's probably not a big market for 3DS games on Amazon right now, but it's still the fact that, hey, a Metroid game was at the top, which I'll, I also want to point out with Samus Returns, it, it, I've never played it personally. I've heard it's good, I've heard it's good, but the main thing I've heard about Samus Returns not being a great selling game is because it kind of got shafted. It came out in 2017. Switch came out in 2017. Samus Returns come out in the 3DS was like a late 3DS title. Everyone was kind of hopping over to the Switch, you know. So it kind of got shafted. It should have just came out on Switch, and it probably would have done pretty well for itself. But it's good to see that people are picking up all these games, trying them out, getting attention to Metroid, which is is something that I've talked about here on this show before. And with what we're seeing now for pre-orders for Metroid Dread, I, I, I've got to hope and think that Nintendo will see this. They will see everything else with how the demand for Metroid and maybe motivate them to actually bring back some of these other franchises as well that they, like Metroid, only hit every once in a while. You know, like like maybe a Star Fox, for example. F-Zero, probably that one might... That one legitimately might be dead, yeah. Because it, you know, is like like we've talked about before on the show. When it comes to making a new F Zero game, they have to do something to make it fun and different than Mario Kart Nine. Because Mario Kart Nine or, or Mario Kart Eight, because it, you know that's their top selling Switch title, you know, and it's a great racing game, whatever. So they have to come up with something, you know, to really make it stand out. You can hit other F Zero F Zero vehicles and jump on and have a fist fight on your racing vehicles. Yes. Um, but Star Fox, though, that is one that I would like to see uh, possibly get a revival. Because, I mean, we have, an, uh, we have one on, on Wii U. Yeah. Uh, zero Mission, I think, or Zero Command or something. And, uh, was it, it Wii U? Or I it was on Wii U. I thought they did one on the uh, new 3DS. Um, they did have something on the new 3DS. Uh, so for, I, know, I know for the DS they had Command. They had something on. I think the 3DS was just the 64 remake, wasn't it? It might have been. I thought they had released something when they did the new 3DS, the real big one. Yeah, yeah. They, I think it was just the 64 remake. Okay, maybe that's what it was. And then we did have a new one for Wii U, which I also want to point out, you know, for the one for Wii U, here's a little just speculation thing here. Let's see if I can, you know, read Nintendo's brain like I did predicting the Mario Party. Still proud of that one. Um, 
here's a little prediction. So Nintendo has had a very common theme of bringing up Wii U titles to the Switch, adding some content on it, whatever. And the reason they're doing this is very obvious. They're giving these titles a second chance at life because the Wii U was their worst selling console of all time. Yeah, that's that. That is. There's no denying that. Um, and with that said. They actually had a lot of good games on the Wii U, but no one played it. So they want to give these games a second chance at life, and we've seen stuff like um, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. We've Mm -hmm. seen uh, Mario 3D World now. We've seen Hyrule Warriors. We've seen Pikmin 3. Um, I think the... Yeah, yeah, Bayonetta's was on the Wii U as well. Um, Mario Kart, of course. That that one's one's an obvious one. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe being the top-selling Switch title. Uh, you know, and the list goes on. There are a ton of Wii U first-party titles that have been brought up to the Switch to give another chance at life. And there's still a small handful that mm-hmm. are still on the Wii U where they could potentially pull from. I know Xenoblade Chronicles X is one yep. that you could see brought up at some point. But what if they bring up the Star Fox game from the Wii U? I think it was called, like, Zero Mission, I don't remember, or just Zero. Uh, bring that up, you know, maybe add a couple more pieces of content to it, see how it does, see mm-hmm. if it. You see if the demand is really well, and then that may prompt them to go ahead and make a full new title. I can see that being a possibility. Um We'll see if that ends up happening. Because, I mean, when it comes to the Wii U titles we're, we're still kind of waiting for, my top two predicted I've been waiting on is, number one, Xenoblade Chronicles X. I figured it was a matter of time before that would get brought up. Uh, and then Star Fox would be the, be the other one, based on where we are now since Pikmin just came out uh, last year and the 3D World came out this year. Um, but, I mean, hopefully with all this Metroid love that we've seen, um, number one, hopefully Metroid Dread is going to blow things out of the water for sales. And hopefully this will also help catapult to Prime 4, as we've talked about before. Prime 4, really, it's got to be successful because of the amount of money they spent redoing the game. I mean, you can hope, but, I mean, you're just saying this, hopefully this brings back so that makes them think of uh, possibly bringing back old uh, IPs, but I think this is sort of Nintendo's thing, is they just sort of leave IPs alone to gather dust for yep, a while yep. <laughs> and then they bring them back and then you get something like this where you not have not only your new one that's coming out and not just the previous one but you have three or four of the old games all of a sudden people going like i want to go back and play that it's been a while yeah yeah and just they're all now chop topping so i mean this is slightly nintendo's sort of shtick yeah it really is and, you know, like, like hopefully we can see something else come out of it, you know. And I will say when it comes to Metroid Dread, I do think one piece of the uh, the hype for it is the fact that Metroid Dread's been teased for so long. Yeah. You know, this is a title they've been kind of working on and off for a long time. Like, I know, like, I think mid-2000s, this was a game that was supposed to come out and it got delayed. I think in one of the Primes, maybe Prime 3, it was teased where there's like an Easter egg in the game where you can find something on a computer where it's like Dread Project almost complete or something like that. So, I mean, the the title of Dread, the this game, it's been something in the works for mm-hmm. a while. So, I know there's a lot of hype behind that because that, that's, that's why the trailer is set up where it's like Metroid 5. It's just like, oh, hell yeah. And it's just like Metroid Dread and everyone just like flips their shit because it's something people's wanted for a while. So, um, I, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I'm really excited to see um, how Metroid Dread will do in terms of sales this fall. It is a game that I do plan to pick 
pick up. Honestly, if it comes back in stock, I'm going to try to get the special edition because that steelbook is awesome. Oh, did you miss the chance to get the special edition? Yep. Unless I want to go hit up some scalpers on eBay. Yay. Yep. God, I hate scalpers. Uh, all right. So the last little tidbit of news we got here for the show today is uh, involving EA. So we do have an EA play coming July 22nd. Uh, be kind of curious to see what's all come out of there. Uh, <laughs> how, how would you feel if they announced their limited edition uh, real life loot box? Jesus Christ, please no. <laughs> they would, though. They would. That is some shit they would do. Um, but EA is apparently, reportedly, reviving an established fan favorite franchise. That could be in multiple things. See, I have no idea what that is because EA has so many IPs yep. under their name now. Yeah, it is. But there are a lot of reports that are pointing towards it being Dead Space. So that is very interesting. Is Do we have a new Dead Space game on the way? Were you real big into Dead Space? I mean, I wasn't big into it. I mean, I knew of Dead Space. It was a very has a very strong community. It does. I mean, it's just I know it had that weird transition of Dead Space One was the horror genre, and yep. as it progressed, three became more of a uh, shooter <laughs> horror yep. genre. And that I mean, it still did well, but I know the fan base wasn't completely happy with three. So right. It'll be interesting to see if it is going to be a new Dead Space. Some other possible, uh, some other possible ideas that I've seen online in terms of these reports uh, when it comes to this Dead Space is that it's not going to be a Dead Space Four. It could be a Dead Space reboot, and just you know, this new creative team taking this IP into an entirely new direction, their own direction, mm-hmm. and making it kind of stand off from the original games. So. We'll see what comes out on July 22nd. We'll see what's all going to be included with the EA Play because you're right. They have so many franchises under their belt. It could literally be anything. I I can't even begin to predict what all it could be. I'd have to look at the catalog before I could actually really start to make predictions. But a new Dead Space would be very interesting. It would be nice. I've seen a lot of people online talking about it where they're they're pretty pumped for the possibility. There are a lot of reports pointing towards it, so it's just one of those things that we'll see. Um, But... uh, I think it's going to do it for the show, though. I think we got everything. Um, I will say one thing, and I meant to kind of talk about it earlier, but I got sidetracked by Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, You know, like I mentioned, uh, Nintendo 64 had their birthday the same day, whatever. And, you know, the one thing that's interesting about that is that Nintendo 64 is not was not a great selling console. It's one of, it's one of their lower sellers. Um, you know, Wii U being the worst, unfortunately, mm-hmm. GameCube being the second worst. And I think I think N64 is going to be right around there as well. Um, but even though that is the case, and it was like a pretty low seller, man, the the legacy that the N64 left on the gaming industry itself. I was itself, about to say, I'm surprised to hear that because I've never looked at that. But to say that 64 was one of the least selling. I mean, it has so many iconic games that were released on it yep. that are still sped, speed run speedrunners are doing or people reference and things like that. I mean, it's just actually surprised to me that that's considered one of the lowest selling ones. Yeah, it, in terms of the Nintendo consoles, because, I mean, right now, number one is still the Wii, I believe. Switch mm-hmm. is number two, and Switch is going to be number one, hands down. Uh, number three, I want to say, I can't remember if it's the... NES or Super NES, but they're pretty much right there. And then it's N64, then GameCube, then Wii U. I believe that's the lineup. Um, which I also want to point out how depressing it is that the GameCube it was their worst seller until the Wii U. Because the GameCube is it has, it's one of those... It, it's like the Wii U where it has phenomenal games. Well, I, lo- I, I love like the, the GameCube. GameCube had more of a younger audience versus yeah. an old audience, so I feel like that probably hurt it. It probably did. And, you know... 
for me personally, the GameCube has always been my favorite console. Uh, it still potentially holds that spot for favorite console. In terms of like just talking strictly Nintendo library, um, GameCube or the Switch, in my opinion, has the best library of Nintendo first-party titles. That's my opinion. Um, Switch is probably going to dethrone that, obviously. Yeah. We still have plenty of time. But up until the Switch release, I would give it to the GameCube for, be- for best titles. For me personally, GameCube had some great titles, man. Love some GameCube. Eh. You know, Super Smash Brothers Melee, Luigi's Mansion. Shout out to Wario World. Wario World's a lot of fun. Um, Mario Kart Double at Mario Kart Double Dash, uh, Mario Party Five, which is, in my opinion, still the best Mario Party. Sonic Heroes. I like Sonic Heroes. First, I off. mean, I do too. It was okay. fun. Okay, and a killer soundtrack. It did have a killer soundtrack, which also shot the fact that for that Sonic Thirtieth uh, Sympathy, whatever, uh, they had Sonic Heroes song played, but they didn't have uh, what, what I'm made of played. That wasn't. Yeah, that, that didn't make the cut. So that's kind of depressing. Um, but I mean, the Nintendo GameCube man had so many great titles across the board, uh, and yeah, it's kind of like this. You know, the N64 just like a legendary catalog, um, but the Switch is going to end up being the top. See, you say GameCube had such a good catalog of games, and all I can think of, GameCube's the console where I went off the weird end and really dumped into the weird uh, Japanese games that made it over the West. Oh, yeah. There was a game called, uh, what was it called? I was I think it's called Forbidden Kingdom. I could be wrong, but it was a top-down RPG game where you traveled the map and fought like it was a Diablo-type game. But instead of having regular attacks, you use cards to summon creatures to fight for you. Oh, really? Yes. I think I vaguely remember this. There was two versions. There was two games in this series. So. I got you. GameCube also had uh, Fancy Star Online Episode 1 and 2, which is now still to this day the only one that's playable. The, you know, Xbox well, version. still better... It was still better on Xbox just for his online features. Yeah, but the, yeah, it was. Uh, the Xbox version no longer playable, unfortunately. Yep. You could literally buy that game for a penny, and you just wasted a penny because mm-hmm. you cannot play the game at all. Uh, but I actually I actually bought uh, the GameCube version of that because it's still playable because I mm-hmm. love Fanstar Online uh, 1 and 2. And that, that's, that's the most expensive GameCube game I've ever bought. <laughs> I, really? Yeah, because you know, after uh, after Xbox shut down the OG servers, you know, the price for the GameCube version skyrocketed because it's playable. The Xbox cool. version's not, but I actually got a steal on mine. And when I, I'm going to tell you the price for a GameCube game, and you know, this was I bought this probably uh, seven years ago, and it was a steal. Uh, now it's it'd be probably even higher for some GameCube games. I know for sure because I still shop for them. But I bought the game for like 120 bucks, and that was a steal at the Damn. time. Damn, that was a steal. Um, yeah, I know Twilight Princess is one that really shot up in price there for a while. I, I managed to snag that one for about sixty bucks, so that's not that's not bad. Um, one that I still have on my radar is the Fire Emblem on the GameCube, but I don't think I'm ever going to get that. I don't think you are either. Those prices are brutal. They're like two hundred and fifty dollars yeah, for just, a GameCube game. It's ridiculous. That is brutal. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna scratch that one. But I really do want to play that game again. You're better off just trying to find a PC emulator. Yeah, I probably am. I probably am. Uh, but no, that's gonna do it for this show, though, man. Um, you know, I'm excited for this state of play that should be coming out here in the near future. 
Uh, looking forward to seeing if a ghost of Ikishima is going to be real or not. I'm going to go ahead and put money on it and say that it is. And uh, that's a day one pickup for me. I'm ready for that. I'm pumped for that one. Uh, you know, I, I can't help but to think, you know, obviously I know it's different companies that do their own thing. But, uh, you know, we already got the um, the Ghost of Shima next-gen patch. But I wonder if uh, Ghost of Ikishima is going to come out with some sort of package, kind of like Miles Morales did, where it will come with the original game. I wouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by it either because, you know, Miles Morales had just, like, the base game, and then you can get, like, the $70 version that came with the Spider-Man remaster. Yeah. So I'm curious if that'll be a, that'll be a case. But um, yeah, excited you know, excited for Metroid Dread for sure. Goes to Ikishima, yeah, absolutely. And looking forward to seeing what's going to come out of this EA play on the 22nd. But, uh, Zach, you got anything to say to finish up the show here? I mean, all I got really got is our usual spill of... Uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you are watching this on YouTube and you like whatever's going on here, and for some reason you want to see Alex's uh, G Fuel tier list, hell yeah, you can hit subscribe on our channel. And if you really want to see that G Fuel tier list and whenever he posts it, hell first yeah. thing, hit that bell and hell it'll yeah. pop up in your feed. And he will describe how awful or amazing the chili dog flavor is. Thanks. Yeah, I, the G Fuel tier list video will not come out until after I get my hands on Chili Dog. Uh, that is for sure. I want Chili Dog to be in that tier list. It has to be. So it won't be coming out till then. I've got a bunch of flavors here that uh, I still need to continue to try. And they just had a new flavor come out recently. I want to try as well. Uh, but also, friendly reminder, again, we will be on a break next week. Uh, we'll be back on the 13th of July. Episode 48 will be posted. Maybe get a guest on the show. We'll see if uh, John or Jimmy are filling up to it, get them back on. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, comment down below, like on, let's say, the YouTube uh, channel here, about what's your thoughts on some stuff coming out. Like, you know, What's your thoughts on the possibility of the ghost of uh, Ikishima? Uh, how are you feeling about Metroid Dread? Are you excited for it? Are you excited for a new Dead Space, perhaps? What's your thoughts on the Marvel Avengers shit? Or maybe the Cyberpunk shit? Who knows, man? And uh, also, shout out to Sonic. Shout out to Sonic. Shout out to Chili Dogs. Shout out to all that good stuff. But uh, that's going to do it from us, guys. Hopefully, you guys have a wonderful 4th of July. Stay safe. Have a great time. If you happen to be off work, make sure to relax. Drink a lot of beer. Do some. Get your new balances on. Go do some grilling. Uh, that's going to do it from us. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. Bye.